Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Vineri. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm so excited to be here, but I just was sitting in awe of how we're really just a few days shy of 2022. How incredible. 2021 was such a transformative year for me, and I'm just super excited for 2022 and what it holds. And on that celebratory note, I wanted to celebrate something with all of you here on the podcast. I wanted to tell you all that the podcast is getting a rebrand. It is going to get a new look, a new name, a new intro. It's going to be, of course, tons of new content, but don't fret. The past 60 plus episodes are still going to be available. So they'll still be there. I'm going to consider it like season one. And then season two will be under the new name and the new look. And I'm so excited because the content is just going to be even better. I have a whole year's worth of experiences and trials and, you know, coming up with new concepts and tools in my brain is just literally on fire. I cannot keep up with the speed at which my brain has been operating. And so I just know that the content on this podcast, if you if it's been serving you already, just wait until this next year. I have so many ideas of where to take this podcast. And so I wanted to let you all know that I'm going to be rebranding it and it's getting a new name because of course, if you're looking for making the shift and you don't see it in a couple of weeks, it's because it's under a new name. And I wanted to tell you my decision around doing that. So I decided to rebrand the podcast because it's really just reflecting how much more intentional I'm going to be going forward with my message and my mission. And I want to let y'all know. So if you aren't on my email list, make sure you hop on so you learn about the new podcast and you learn about the name and you can see the artwork. And if you're not on Instagram, and you're not following me there, please head over. I'm at Denise Venieri on IG. You definitely want to follow me over there. I'll be dropping all of the goodies around the podcast shortly. And of course, on my email list, they're always one of the first people to know when I'm launching something, when things are changing. And so I will be sending emails out regarding the podcast name change and the rebrand. And I'm just, I'm just so stinking excited. You know, I'm waiting on some new photos to create the cover artwork. I would be sharing it today. Um, and I'm recording a new intro and new outro this week. So it's just all so exciting. Okay, so just wanted to give y'all a heads up on that one. All right, so let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're going to actually be talking about a concept that I started sharing with my clients. And I created this concept for my mastermind. It was kind of like a moment of inspiration. I was in the middle of teaching during the two-day event. And I was thinking about how I work in my business and some of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years, especially because I had built a large portion of my business while working full-time as a teacher, as many of you know. And so I was thinking about my process and I think some, I was coaching one of my clients and this concept kind of came out, it kind of rolled off my tongue and I wanted to share it with all of you. And I want I share it with my one-to-one clients as well. And it's really been a game changer for many of them as many of my clients are building, you know, their yoga business, their coaching business, their holistic wellness practice. I even have therapists who kind of lean a little bit more towards the spiritual side. And 
you know, many of them are building their practices, their businesses so that they can leave their full-time job and go full-time in their own business. And when you're doing this transition, it can be a really interesting dance between working in your full-time job and then switching to your own business. And I would venture to say it can be challenging even if you're solely working in your business. I've worked with people on both sides of that, those who are already working full-time in their own business and those who are working on that transition. And, you know, it can be challenging to say the least, no matter where you are, because essentially we've been brought up in a culture that prides itself in being really productive and doing more and more and less time. And my approach is a little different. It's a careful, intentional balance of both the masculine and feminine energetics approach to building a business, where as what what I see a majority of the messaging around being an entrepreneur and growing a business is like the masculine and overdrive. And hustle culture is also very prevalent. And there's a lot of messaging around how much you should be doing or should be working and that time management, like should all look the same for everyone. And if you don't follow it, like there's like this inherent like belief that there's like something wrong with you. You know, if you aren't productive, there's something wrong with you. There's a lot of internalized shame when you know, you aren't doing or producing. And so a lot of you are pushing yourself and not in a helpful way. I don't think it's, I don't think it's terrible to kind of push yourself to your edge and challenge yourself, but there's going beyond that. And it's not helpful. It's not in a helpful way. And it's basically pushing yourself to keep working like as though you shouldn't rest or take a nap. And, you know, I've had a lot of clients from different circumstances and it's really all the same. Many of you think that you should be able to sit down at your computer and like churn out content. Like you decided you're going to sit down for three hours and you're going to pump out like a massive amount of content and produce a lot of stuff. And, you know, the other piece of this is that many of you are trying to do that between the hours of nine to five. Sound familiar? (laughs) So here's the thing that I see, you know, is that essentially you you wanted to leave your nine to five. You wanted to become an entrepreneur because of the freedom, the time freedom, the money freedom, the lifestyle freedom. But let's pause for a moment. Take a look around. How much of your day is structured like a nine to five? I'd wager there there might be quite a few elements that are similar, like the hours you're deciding to work, how long you're sitting at your desk, and you know, not able to get up and go take breaks, maybe even take a nap, which kind of defeats the purpose of going into your own business. Because if you went into it for that freedom, and then you haven't actually created that for yourself, it's it kind of defeats the purpose of, of owning your own business and leaving a nine to five. No? So it's like, instead of having a tyrant of a boss, you become your own internal tyrant. I think many of you know what I'm talking about. So you're like making unreasonable demands on yourself, like working all day, not taking pee breaks, eating lunch in front of your computer, sitting at the desk all day. And this, for a lot of my clients, and I would wager for a lot of people, even those who are in a nine to five, it doesn't really work. And it certainly did not work for me. So, you know, one of the things that, and I'm deviating a little bit from my the concept that I created. I'll be talking about that in a second. But, you know, I wanted to give you guys some of the background on where this concept came from. So one of the things that always fascinated me was how masculine, you know, corporate is. And I was a teacher. So I understand that we don't necessarily think of education and teaching as corporate, but make no mistake about it. 100%. It is a corporation. 
and it functions very much like a nine to five corporate job. So I struggled somewhat when I was transitioning from the nine to five corporate mentality, the employee mentality into the entrepreneurial mentality. And I I did recreate very much this like nine to five schedule for myself. And the way that I held myself to these standards were not really standards that nourished me, were helpful to me. They were very similar to the standards that someone put on me in my teaching profession. And it wasn't helpful at all because it involved a lot of me pushing against my natural rhythms of working, pushing against the there's really no one right way to do this and to be able to embrace my creativity, to be able to ask my business what my business wants me to communicate. I ignored a lot of what was, I think, the beautiful parts of becoming an entrepreneur and not having a boss and not having someone tell you how to do something exactly and that this is the only way to do it. But I ended up taking that employee mentality into my business. And so I struggled. I struggled emotionally, physically. I was retired and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Excuse me. And it wasn't until I took a step back and really saw how I was recreating the nine to five corporate employee structure in my own business that I realized this was conditioning, industrial conditioning that I had to like unpack, disentangle so that I could really create in my business something that felt right, something that felt nourishing and energizing to me. And what I realized is that my clients were struggling with the same thing. So this was work that I definitely had to do. And I'm able to really catch it very fast. And when I see my clients doing it and help them see how they can really create a business that doesn't feel anything like their nine to five, so that they actually are creating a business that's in alignment with them. And by in alignment, I mean, of course, with their core values, it has to be an integrity with them. It's an expression of their zone of genius, of the gift that they have. But I also mean in alignment with their natural rhythms, right? Like the nine to five model essentially says we all should be productive and Uh, energized and structured between the hours of nine and five. But what I have found is we're all individuals. And so we don't all work the same. I, for one, I get a lot of inspiration in the evening. I don't know about any of you, but I know there's a lot of other people out there who are just like me. We do not feel very inspired at 10 in the morning. At 10 in the morning, I'd rather be doing yoga, reading a book. I don't necessarily want to create my podcast or write content or create reels or anything like that. It's like late night after 6 p.m. I just get a lot of inspiration. And I know like for a while it wasn't great for me because I I thought I should be able to like turn on the creativity during the day and like put it on, right? But I learned that that actually didn't make sense, that sometimes I just get more inspired later in the day. And so I learned to stop shaming myself about it because I really started feeling guilty. I wanted to, you know, I I didn't understand why in the middle of the day, like when I said that between nine and five, this is when I'm going to be working. I didn't understand why, like I just couldn't have the same level of inspiration that I would get later in the day. And I just honestly, I just stopped 
making myself wrong and realized that this was one of my natural rhythms and that when I'm in sync with that and I honor that, I actually create a lot more value with ease. Another thing that I noticed is that I don't love working in my office and I love my office. It's like beautiful and I love being with my clients in there and coaching on Zoom and working with my mastermind in my office. But when it comes to and like doing the back end organized stuff, all that stuff I can do in my office. But when it came to the creative stuff, like creating content, like writing podcast notes, I like to go somewhere else. I like to pick myself up, leave the office. And I've gone to the bookstore, I've gone to the cafe, I sit out in my patio, I've sat outside, and I have a favorite chair in my living room that is just like the most comfortable chair. I set up my golden milk, I have my laptop on my lap, and I just plug away. And I recognize that like I was making myself like sit at a desk. And for what reason? Simply because I was conditioned to sit at a desk during those hours rather than create like comfort for myself to invite my creativity in. And so I realized that I'm not the only one that doesn't love sitting at a desk. And I would I would venture to say a lot of people probably like especially creatives and visionaries like many of you probably don't love sitting at a desk all day. And then you end up in your business and you find yourself sitting at a desk all day. Right. So here's a concept that I created for my clients for a couple of reasons. One, it was because there has to be time in your business where you are creating and creating, not producing, not like going to like your to-do list and checking a to-do list box, but creating for the sake of creation, that there doesn't actually have to be an end point by any certain point. Okay. So if, for example, if you wanted to create posts, right, for your social media, you could sit down and create posts and say, you're going to do it every Monday and, you know, for three hours. But that didn't work for me. And I was using that against myself because it seemed like everyone else was able to do that but me. And what I've realized is that that's actually not true, that I don't have to sit Mondays, you know, between nine and 12 and create content that I can I can actually work however I want. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. And once I gave myself permission to do that, the content really started to flow right out of me. And what I learned was that there are practices, there are things that I can do to help channel my creativity. And one of the things that I I taught my mastermind and my one-to-one clients and I practice myself is cultivating what I call a sacred space, okay, a sacred space. So one of the analogies, I'm going to talk about this in a second, one of the analogies that I love using is like entrepreneurs are like artists, right, that as a business owner, you're an artist, right? If you're a coach, you're an artist. If you're a yoga teacher, you're an artist. And your business is a, is the collection of your body of work. That's really how I think about it. And so if you're an artist and you have a body of work that you call your business, then channeling your creativity doesn't always look like sitting in an office. Just like an artist will go outside, will get their feet in their grass, will you know, have a studio that inspires them and they will do things to inspire them. They will create and cultivate time and space for that creativity to be able to sit with it. And so I encourage my clients to think about their businesses just like an artist would, that sometimes the place to create isn't where you think it will be. And you can 
create a sacred space for you to channel your creativity. So I wanted to give you guys some of the steps to creating a sacred space and allow yourself to let it be whatever it is for you, that it doesn't have to look a certain way and that it's okay that if you don't like working at a desk and it doesn't matter if all the entrepreneurs you know all quote unquote have the self-discipline to sit there and force themselves, that that actually hurts you way more than helps you. It's when you sit down to force yourself against your natural rhythms, when you sit to force yourself to produce something, it actually stifles the creativity. And so instead, I want you to try creating a sacred space. So what is a sacred space? Well, first, there is the internal sacred space and the external sacred space. So let's start with the external sacred space. The external sacred space is literally where you set up time and space in a physical space that feels inspiring to you, allows you to really drop in and create from a place that feels easy, that feels nourishing, where you're not forcing yourself to do it. And this can be a physical space in your home, it can be outside, it can be somewhere else. And you can have multiple of them. Maybe it's not just one sacred space, maybe it's a few. And when you're setting this up, you could even like set the set the tone, right? Like set the mood, if you will. Maybe light a candle, do some aromatherapy, maybe meditate first and then, you know, drop in, do some breath work and then start to create. So there's lots of different practices that you can do to start kind of dropping into your internal sacred space. But part of it is creating that environment. Like I said, maybe lighting a candle, um, having some aromatherapy or taking it outside and having your feet in the grass or the sunshine on your face. Maybe it's going to your your local bookstore or cafe and plugging in solfeggio frequency notes on your headphones, right? So literally your physical environment will impact your creativity, okay? So think of some of the places now, like jot down some ideas of like, where are places where you naturally feel comfortable and at home and it's a place that you enjoy going to and you know you always have a like an easy time, right? It's just comforting to you. So why don't you think of just a couple of places that do that for you? So physical environments, okay? And then the second step is how can you set the mood, right? So you might have a few different ones. So for me, I love to have a cup of something hot. So whether that's hot tea, dandelion tea, or golden milk, I always sit down and I have a cup of something hot. I plug my laptop in. I put on my headphones, I put on Sulfigio notes, and I get to work. But it doesn't feel like work because I'm I'm like dropping in and the physical environment has allowed me to do that. It's like very calming to my nervous system. So I want you to think about practices, places that you could go to, and then how can you set the mood in those places so that you're just really supporting yourself and you're taking care of this time for you so that it's not being forced and you're not like structuring it with such like rigidity, okay? All right, so that's taking care of that external sacred space. The internal sacred space, which I kind of alluded to a little bit too, is, you know, really dropping in to your higher self, your inner wisdom, and being able to channel your creativity. 
And so I don't know what that requires for you, but I'll give you some ideas here. You could meditate for a couple of minutes, maybe close your eyes and focus on your breath. Maybe you do a specific breathwork practice like alternate nostril breathing, which will help calm the nervous system and create balance in the body. And then what are some ways that you want to think about this time, right? Like I love to think about how when I create a sacred space, the words just flow, that I'm channeling creativity, that I'm like in communion with my business. These are some of my thoughts that help me drop in to that internal sacred space. And I want to offer you to just calling it a sacred space to me the intention is so beautiful that it makes it so much easier than for me to call it work, <laughs> right? Like I think that's such an industrial word. It's a capitalist word. And for me, I love, and yes, of course it's work, but there's like a different connotation when I say like, I'm gonna drop into my sacred space that I've created for myself so that I can channel my creativity. And, you know, again, I think that the whole message of this podcast today is just noticing where in your business you might be adopting things that you learned in your nine to five in school that you're bringing into your business that are actually working against you and are working against your natural rhythms, right? So I will create a sacred space for myself. I come out of my office. I go wherever I feel like working that day, create that sacred space for myself. If I get inspired at six o'clock at night when my family is watching a movie, sometimes I just take the laptop out and I don't guilt and shame myself anymore for that. I just allow myself to work within my natural rhythms because it works. It works because I'm not judging myself or shaming myself. I'm allowing myself to be in communion with my business. So this is just a really simple concept that I wanted to share with all of you, especially for those of you who I know are struggling a little bit with cre- with like time management and being super structured. And the only reason why you're struggling is because someone at some point said that we should all work the same way. We should all work between the hours of nine to five and Monday through Friday. And I just don't think that that's true. I think that there are as many work rhythms as there are people and to give yourself permission to find what actually works for you and feels really nourishing and easy to sit down and create and be in communication with your business. So I would love for you to tag me in this episode. Um, Take a screenshot and tag me if you're going to try to figure out some of your sacred spaces. I'd love to actually know what are some of your sacred spaces and how do you create time and space to really just channel your creativity and what has made it super easy for you to create content for your business. All right, my friends, until next week, keep making some epic shifts. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineri.com forward slash consult. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.